Welcome to my podcast, What the Fuck Spirit. If you made it past that name, this is going to be the podcast for you. This is going to be a no holds barred, no bullshit, open and honest conversation with Maria Leggett, and that's me, about all things spiritual. It's time to begin talking in an open and honest way about what spirituality is and what it is not. We're going to discuss all things woo-woo, witchcraft, spiritual, queer spirituality, medium versus psychic, energy healing, light work, shadow work, and any other bullshit that people want you to believe because it keeps them comfortable. It is time for you to grow. Let's go. Hello, hello, everybody. I am so excited to be on here today. My name is Maria Leggett. Some of you know me as Shelly. Um, I am the podcast host of What the Fuck Spirit and Medium Extraordinaire. I've decided to be kind of funny today and give myself a new title. So I am Medium Extraordinaire. <laughs> so today we have my absolutely beautiful and amazing guest, Charity Murphy, who you know, I've talked a lot about women's circles and I met Charity in an amazing circle. And we spent, I think, like six months together in this amazing container. So we know so much about each other. She's seen me in my vulnerable spots of the screaming, the crying, the blah. And she loves me anyway, which is amazing. And she holds amazing space for women as well. So we're going to talk about Charity's journey today. And we're going to talk about her being a certified heart work journaling coach, which I'm so excited to hear about that. And we're going to talk about her experience in women's circles and, of course, spirituality and all the things that go with this. So I'm really looking forward to that. Before I bring Charity in, I want to talk about some of the things we have coming up. So tomorrow night, we have the Magic of Circle that is opening with Tree Malat and I as the master facilitators. I cannot wait to go through this. We still have a couple of seats open. If anybody would like to join, um, you can go to themagicofcircle.com and find the circle. Um, I have energy healing level one here in Dayton, Ohio, that you can sign up for, and that's on Saturday. Um, the first Saturday of every month, we have mediumship development circle. And we have, gosh, we have a chakra class that's coming up down at Thimble Gardens. I have yet to put that up on my website. We have a lot of stuff coming up. If you want to see what the classes are, go to marialegatcom slash classes, and you can see all the stuff that we have coming up. So now I am going to bring in the beautiful and amazing Charity Murphy. I'm so excited. I am so excited to have you on here. Tell us, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Um, well, I'm Charity. Um, I'm 47, almost 48. <laughs> I'm just that kidding. Amazes me. Um, that really amazes me. <laughs> I um, uh, am a health coach, life coach, heart work journaling uh, coach, and a mom to a beautiful child who was born as Olivia and goes by Oliver now. I live in Los Angeles with my husband, Robert, and our dog, Milo. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so excited to be here and so honored to get to be on your podcast. Yay! 
So one of the things that I always open up with, right? Because this is the What the Fuck Spirit podcast. So I like talking about how did people find their spiritual paths and what does spirituality mean to them? So whatever words that you want to use, what does spirituality mean to you? All right. So spirituality to me means a connection with my higher self, with um, with God, the universe, however you you define it. I believe that um, our soul is eternal and has so much information for us. And um, yeah, I, I think that's that's it in a nutshell. I, I was born and raised in a church and um, always went to church on Sunday. And I think I think for me, it wasn't until the pandemic things started to change that I really started to connect with me in a different way without like being in a church a congregation every single Sunday and just relying on me and my personal connection to my spirit and spirituality did things really start to to deepen with me i always had an understanding growing up but it changed it shifted in a really profound way for me during the pandemic which probably for a lot of the listeners it's it's been exactly the same that pandemic really changed a lot for me <laughs> for everyone it did you know and it's funny because the pandemic shifted so much for so many people. I mean, not only did you begin to see that we are a population of a significant amount of older people that we watched pass away and transition onto the other side during the pandemic. But we also, you know, because at first, and that's the thing, we got really comfortable with that. Um, And it was, oh, I'm young, I'm not going to get it. And so we had a lot of, you know, the pandemic just shifted a lot for people. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, and I I, I don't mean this in a bad way, because a lot of people, the pandemic was horrible for them. Um, For me, the pandemic was life-changing. It was life-changing in the fact that I was able to completely shift my business online. Mm -hmm. And everything I do now is online. And so it enabled me to be able to shift full time into my business rather than working for someone else. Yeah. Like it really enabled me to see I can do this. And it also gave those of us who were really uncomfortable with going out into public and meeting new people to do it in a new way, Yeah, yeah. you know, and being able to go online and meet people. So it was beautiful to have meetings where we could just sit out and grab a cup of tea and bullshit with each other, just doing our thing. You know what I mean? And that was really nice. And that Mm -hmm. was where, I mean, that's when I started doing women's circles. I had just started them and the pandemic hit. So I was, you know, (laughs) circling with women all during the pandemic. And I'm sure you were too, right? You, You circled all through the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, right before the pandemic started that I was like, this is something I really want to do that um, I I had, I felt the call to get into Circle and start hosting them myself. And I really believe that Circle saved me during the pandemic mm-hmm. because 
there was so much going on with me and the sister wound and feeling so like, I don't want to be around other women. (laughs) I don't want to be around other women. I don't trust other women. My experiences with women in the past were, you know, backstabbing and it was really hard for me, but I felt this deep call to show up in circle and the world suddenly became a lot smaller. Being able to circle with women from all over the world was such a beautiful transformative thing for me that of course I had to start hosting them myself. And also that's how you and I met. Yeah. I'm here in Los Angeles and you're over there in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um so how did you mm-hmm. I mean we'll t- we'll talk about our silk connection in a little bit, okay. but how did you get on to your spiritual path? Like how long has it been? How did you get there? Was there one like massive defining moment or was it just this slow buildup of getting there? How did that happen for you? Yeah, well, I think, um, like I was saying, I grew up in uh, spirituality, going to church every Sunday. And I think the the pivotal, I, there's a few pivotal moments, right? There's always a few that kind of like, stepping stones that get you here. So um, I was married to my child's father for 10 years. I left that abusive marriage and I suddenly had to depend on myself, go inward, heal all of the the uh, terrible things that happened in that marriage. And, you know, I left with PTSD and just felt really unsettled with myself and my life. And I started doing the work that I I started uh, going to hypnotherapy and started connecting with this inner part of me that I really was unaware of. Uh, Fast forward uh, seven years, I I got remarried and um, I moved from a beautiful place in Northern California where I was surrounded by farmland. And it was I didn't know how much I loved it, how much I needed to be a part of uh, nature to to thrive. And I remember moving to Los Angeles and this is where I grew up, practically where I grew up. Um, But I didn't realize how much being in a city affected me. I felt so sensitive to the energy around me. Mm. And at that point I started to turn inward and go inside. And it's, it's interesting. I, I, I heard of this term called Reiki and I was, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> I'm feeling you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you started too, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I got certified to to uh, teach uh, or be a, a Reiki master, and I was suddenly like learning energy work and healing and starting to heal myself and protect myself from all of this intense energy I felt from living in a city, and I started practicing meditation and um, I started. I told you this when we did our last interview, um, automatic writing and connecting with my higher self. And it was just like, Oh, where did that come from? I suddenly I was like 
channeling, I guess is the word, channeling these messages from spirit. And that was um, such a profound experience because I feel like losing my mom four years ago this month, um, I already had that foundation for meditation and being open to hearing, you know, the messages from spirit. I was able to really feel connected with my mom when she passed on to the other side and hearing her voice guiding me and still loving me from, from the other side. And, um, yeah, I just think, wow, if I wasn't open to feeling her with me, I don't know where I would be today. Yeah. I know that our souls are eternal. Our spirits are eternal. And so, what a gift that is. <laughs> it really is. And it's, you know, and that's kind of what I explain to people when yeah. people talk to me about being a medium and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you have a gift. No, I don't have a gift. It's yeah. an ability. The gift yeah. in what I do is what I do for other people. It's yeah. the hug that I receive afterward. It's the, oh my God, thank you so much. You helped me. That is the gift, right? Yeah. And the flip side to that is that, I can still hear from my dad who passed away a year and a half ago and be able to get advice from him or to, you know, work through some wounds that we had that were still very open when he passed away Mm -hmm. and having to work through that stuff with him on the other side is, I mean, in a way it was a little bit easier (laughs) Yeah, because he's more open, right? We don't have all that ego stuff to get in the way that we're afraid to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And we're on the other side and we're like, none of the vulnerable means anything. We can just be ourselves and just start right. talking. So I think it's beautiful that you were doing automatic writing because mm-hmm. so much can come through that way. Have you done anything else? Like with your automatic writing, does it help you in your heart work journaling? Oh my gosh, it, it's it's um, really interesting because it has opened me up to so much that I had no idea was accessible to me. And I didn't even know what it was when I started doing it. It's just all of a sudden, like I was journaling and these messages were coming to me and like talking to me, but through me, you know what I'm saying? I do. I'm like, all of a sudden, like I feel blah, blah, blah. And then it goes, Like, oh my gosh, coming. <laughs> that was a little strange. Did you notice the video kind of clicked in and just now? Well, that's the thing. Like your audio, everything, like you're frozen. And this is, but this is how spirit works, right? Spirit messes with our electronics, messes with our video, messes with our internet connection. And For so. Sure. Now it's going to find like, now it's going to finally let it all come back in. Yeah. So we we missed your whole story. So maybe spirit will let it come through this time. So try again and tell us what happened. Oh, right. Yeah. So I I didn't even know anything about what I was doing when I was, I was getting into a journaling practice and kind of like getting into a meditative space. Like I didn't know what I was doing, but I would be journaling about my feelings or whatever and suddenly this like thoughts come in my head and it's going through on the page and it's like 
you this and you that. And I thought to myself, am I going crazy? Like, yeah. All of a sudden I'm like talking in what is that? The third person, like someone's talking to me, but, and, and I thought, well, I know nobody reads my, my journals, but how weird would it be to be reading? And you're like, I feel, you know, full after that great meal. And then all of a sudden, you know, something's coming through, like, you need to start listening to spirit more and you need to practice meditation and there's all these gifts available to you, but you need to ask to let them come through you like things like that. And it's like, Oh my gosh, what the heck is happening here? <laughs> yeah, but, but that's how it is to work with spirit, right? You just yeah. open up to it and boom, here yeah. comes this information. Yeah. And so it's really weird because I mean, I know how I would describe it. How would you describe, like, how do you feel when you're in that, that moment of recognizing this is no longer you talking? What is like, how does that feel? Like, are there physical things that you can feel when you know that spirit's that present? Do you feel like a tingling? How does I, explain that if you can? Yeah. Yeah. How do you explain it? It feels like I'm coming home to me really it's like i'm getting out of here and going into my heart i'm out of my head and into my heart and i just feel kind of warm like a warm hug and it just feels like something i have never experienced in my entire life and um just so so comforting yeah I, I don't disagree with you when I, so when channeling happens to me, yeah. it, it's weird. It feels different when it's just me and the automatic writing or whatever is coming through than it does when I'm actually doing a reading for someone. It feels mm -hmm. very different to me because mm -hmm. when I'm doing a reading for someone I'm trained, right? So my training is I put myself in a very specific position and I look to the right and I'd start talking to spirit and I can see them. I can mm -hmm. interact with them the same way that I'm interacting with you. Yeah. And I have this great conversation with them. But when I'm like doing the automatic writing and I am feeling things, yeah. um, it's literally almost as though, you know, Shelly, the human kind of disappears. Yeah. And this, yeah. this presence, this powerful energy has kind of like taken over Mm -hmm. And I don't do automatic writing so much as I do speaking. So when I start mm -hmm. to feel that, I hit that voice record on my phone. Yeah. So that I can start to record it because I know what's coming out is not me. Yeah. And so I hit that voice record and I listen to this stuff and then I play it back. And I don't remember any of the things that I said. I'm like, I said that? Yeah. It's not me. It's literally you just kind of open my awareness for lack of a better word, my awareness kind of like comes over here and sits on my shoulder, mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of hangs out here on the left side, which is the ego. And then the right side creativity just boo, 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 right. Does all the things. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's interesting hearing you um, talk about that. I, I had this, this realization that um, probably about six months after I lost my mom, I picked up um, Ollie from school and he, he'd had a bad day and 
we were both like feeling sad, missing my mom. And I'm, I'm driving home on the freeway, the 101 freeway here in Los Angeles. It's crazy. And suddenly my mom's voice started coming through me and talked for like 20 minutes, giving my, my daughter and I comfort. And I think that that's, I never really even, even put two and two together, but yeah, I guess that's what I was doing. And, you know, I was crying, driving down the freeway and, um, and Olivia was uh, crying too. I said, this is, this is Grum. This is my mom. We called it her Grum. Uh, this is Grum. And she's like, mom, I know, I know this is Grum. And so, yeah, that was probably the only time that I experienced something like that. Um, but wow, you're, you're um, giving me the idea that, wow, I guess this is open. <laughs> I could, I could probably do more of that. <laughs> I love that because, you know, and this is what I teach, right? Mediumship is an ability. It's not a gift. We can all do it. It's yeah. a matter of, you know, do you want to tap into it to do it for a profession or do you just want to tap in and do it for yourself? Yeah. Because they're two different trainings, right? Yeah. Doing it for yourself is a little bit easier where if you want to do it for someone else or bring it in as part of your profession. So yeah. you being a heart work journaling coach, it may be really yeah. beneficial for you to start tapping more into that to help you be able to intuitively recognize stuff from your clients, which I'm sure is already happening for you. Mm -hmm. So um, Christy asked, does Charity have a Facebook or Instagram page or website? And the answer is yes. Charity, would you like to give all of that information? Yes. So if you go to my website, charitymurphy.com, you'll see it's under construction. But if you go on Facebook, um, which we are on Facebook, go to my page, Charity Murphy. And that's where I do my, my, my main communication as well as in my group soul sister circle, which anybody listening, you are very welcome to join us. We have such a, an amazing community of, of soul sisters. I love that. Do you have an Instagram too, Charity? Oh, I do, but I'm not really active on there. It's Charity A. Murphy. Charity Murphy was taken. <laughs> ah, yeah. No, we think we have these like unique names, but there's a bazillion Maria Leggett's in the world, believe it or not. What? <laughs> and like even Shelly Leggett, it doesn't matter. So it's this really common name. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm, I mean, I'm grateful that I got MariaLeggett.com when I did because yeah. who knows how many more of them are going to be born. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, do you have a free gift or something that you would like to give to the people who listen to the podcast? Yes, I do. And I'm sorry, I don't have the link here, but if you do go to my business page, Charity Murphy is my business page. I think if you were to type it in the search bar, it might be under facebook.com slash Charity Murphy business. Um, I have some freebies on there. You could download some amazing journaling prompts and affirmations and it'll be pinned to the top of the page. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So when you're, if you're in the Facebook and you're mm -hmm. in the search bar, you yeah. type in Charity Murphy. She's got two pages. One is her personal page and the other one is 
it says personal coach. And so yes. that's the one you're going to want to click on. Mm -hmm. And the link is facebook.com slash charity Murphy business. And I'm going to try to drop it in the comments, but when I tried to drop something in before it wouldn't take it. So hopefully oh, there it is. I see it. Oh, good. Okay. So there's the Facebook link. And if you go to her page, cause I'm, I'm a looking at it right now. You can yes. see she has this beautiful Facebook group, soul sister circle. So if you identify as female, it's an absolutely great place to be. I am in the group as well. And, um, she has some featured things that have the freebies in there. You have the circle that you can join. She's got um, best tips to practice self-care as busy women. So there's a lot of great stuff on her Facebook business page that you can have access to to help you in your daily life. Thank you for sharing. Oh, this is what we're here for. See, yes. this, this is kind of my whole point for the podcast. Yeah. I realize that most of the people in the first six months are all going to be women, but they're not all women like Julian's coming on. Yeah. Um, but I've really gotten to this thing where 2023 for me is mm -hmm. collaboration over competition. Yes. And so I don't care if somebody else is a medium and does exactly what I do. I cannot sit in a place of jealousy or competition because mm -hmm. there are billions of people in this world. There is enough for everyone, but not everybody wants to step into being a professional medium. So there's plenty of business for all of us. Yeah. The people that we vibrate with are going to find us. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm going to support you. Here's all of her links. Go find charity. Um, so to that end, let's talk about you being a certified heartwork journaling coach. What is heartwork journaling and how did you get there? Mm, such a great question. So I am a, a life coach, certified life coach and circle facilitator. Sorry, my throat is, is tickling. I guess I have a message to share. Right. Um, throat chakra is kicking in, Charity. Exactly. Exactly. So I really wasn't at a place of wanting to get certified in anything else. I was kind of certified out, but I saw this little ad pop up on my um, Facebook and it said, doodle your emotions. And I was like, do I need to do that? Do I not need to do that? It's just a little class that Maritza Pana, the um, creator of Heartwork Journaling, was putting on. But I felt this deep call again <laughs> to join. Well, and you do some beautiful artwork. Like you really, and you haven't talked <laughs> about your artwork at all, but you do beautiful artwork. Thank you. And so I'm not surprised that that called to you because... Mm -hmm. You know, knowing you, as soon as you said, you know, doodle your emotions, I'm thinking, oh my God, that's perfect for her because you love to draw. You love to automatically use your yeah. creativity. Sorry, I talked over you. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, that's okay. Because that reminds me of part of the story that I didn't share yet was that I found uh, art um, when I was going through a really tough time. My husband had fallen. He broke three bones and he was bedridden for like six months <laughs> and and I felt the call again to uh, create art and I joined uh, Whitney Freya's um, 
Green Tara course, and it was a 22-day painting meditation. I'd never painted in my entire life. Wow. So, <laughs> but it's funny because I did hair for 20 years, and so I never considered myself an artist, <laughs> which is it's kind of funny, right? I used what? to paint really? Yeah, yeah. That is such an art. Yeah, so I never considered it, but I remember this one day, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I am an artist. <laughs> I used to paint hair and cut hair for 20 years. I, I used to own a hair salon. So anyway, I did that, and then I got the call to join this little course called Doodle Your Emotions, and I joined it at a time where it was actually right after we ended circle that I started in on this. Um, my daughter, who is, um, she is almost 15, actually, next week, she'll be 15. She has severe mental health issues. And I was really struggling in a place of not knowing what to do. My mom was my rock. She was a clinical psychologist. So when I lost her, I was kind of like, Oh my gosh, what do I do now? And I was really struggling with my own feelings and emotions and feeling like, what am I going to do with my child? How am I going to manage myself? And I joined this little course and I started putting art with um, my feelings and emotions and doodling mm -hmm. through different um, things that I was going through. And I remember the first thing that I did was doodle your life. It was kind of like a life picture. And the one side was like sunshine, rainbows and butterflies. And I was holding my daughter's hand on the one side and we were just like gloriously happy. Um, but the other side was the part that I didn't want to show, which none of us want to show. The mm. part that is hard, that is scary, that is you know, something you just want to push aside because I'm really good at putting the mask on and pretending like everything's okay. So I, I doodled this, this image and I just realized like, oh my gosh, I need this. I need this. This is like really healing for me to put um, pen to paper and write out my feelings and emotions in a way that actually helped me heal and identify my feelings and that was that was the beginning of it um do i need to stop do you have any questions Should no I, I think that's great if anybody has any questions for charity post them in the comments um i'm like enthralled by your story keep going <laughs> okay okay so um of course i heard the call i, I heard the call on as we become patient with charity's internet connection again this happens that crazy i'm right next to the router which i don't even understand but again the spirit's like well when spirit is strong right this is exactly what happens and that's why i purposely plug in hardwired for 
the podcast so that I am on a hardwired thing and not on the wireless because I know what spirit's going to do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I apologize for. Um, no, 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 no. Keep going. That. Um, okay. So I heard the call again and um, I signed up on the very last day to um, join this year-long course with Marie Tapata um, in Heartwork Journaling. She's the founder of it. And um, through the process of going through certification in the first month of the year, last year, um, it became very apparent that I needed to send uh, Olivia um, Oliver um, to residential treatment for mental health and uh he he was really struggling i was really struggling things were way out of control and i felt a lot of sadness i felt a lot of shame i felt guilt like i should be the mom who can handle it all i am super mom and um heartwork journaling helped me to really embrace all of my feelings and um, I remember being on a coaching call with Maritza. It was actually this time last year. She helped me realize that through taking care of my own feelings and emotions, I could show up for my child who was in residential treatment. Um, I could only see her one day a week. And if that was really, really hard for me, I was able to, um, embrace my feelings and emotions and realize that I could be the face, faith, face of hope for my child and hope and healing because I was able to embrace my own feelings and emotions and become brave for myself that I was able to mm -hmm. show up for her in residential treatment as a face. It <laughs> sounds weird. Having the faith and being the face of hope, transformation. We're going to get through this together. I'm okay. You're going to be okay. And um, just getting into the process of working my hard work journaling every single day, I was able to really, really, uh, how do you, <laughs> struggling to put words to it, really uh, embrace my feelings and emotions and uh, show up for her in a way that I'd never had before. And through this, um, because I am a daughter of a psychologist, therapy has always been a part of my life. I feel like I've been able to show up to my therapy appointments in a way um, that I'm able to go deeper because I'm able to embrace my feelings and emotions, my thoughts, my circumstances, the results I'm creating in my life uh, in a way that has healed me more than any other treatment therapy that I've ever participated in. That's beautiful. And I love that. I love that you're able to work with your, um, so does Ollie prefer to go by he or she? He's going by he, which is, sorry, the light is so crazy. He, it's been a really, that actually is another part of it. The struggle of like going through the mental health treatment with my child and then also going through um, 
okay, my kid is getting better, but now she, my beautiful baby girl, is now identifying as a male, and that was confusing and hard to embrace. And mm -hmm. so heart work journaling helped me um, embrace that also and not put any of my feelings and emotions on her. I was able, or him. It's, it's still a little bit of a challenge to uh, remember Ollie is Oliver and him and a son, but a, a daughter. As you can tell, it's still a process for me because it's not, it's it's hard to change your- It is, it is hard to change, but here's the thing, Charity. You're yeah. doing it, you're doing it for him so that he can have an environment where he's loved and accepted, mm -hmm. even though he's a transgender male, that- yeah you are going to love him no matter what, right? Yeah. Even if that means, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but being a teenager is hard enough yes. when you know, I identify as a female. I was born with a female. I have all the parts. Yeah, It's hard enough. But then yeah. when you add on the complication of, mm -hmm. I don't feel like I belong in this body. I don't feel like I belong in this family. I don't understand it yeah. really just complicates things. So I love how you have explained to us that you've been able to use your heart work journaling to process your emotions and that you're very honest and vulnerable in I still struggle with doesn't mean that I don't accept him, but I struggle with it. Yeah. yeah. I can I can totally understand that, right? We yeah. have these children. Yeah. And we have all these ideas for them. Oh my gosh, yes. And we put all these ideas on these children for this is what I want you to be. Yeah. And then we actually have the nerve to be mad when they don't do what we want them to do. Exactly. And the truth of the matter is, it's not our place. It is not. Yeah. I mean, my son went to college to do international affairs Mm -hmm. And wants to be in Iraq and Iran. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you're not doing that. <laughs> right? um, but I, I'm not going to do that to him. I'm yeah. not going to do that to him. And thank God I raised a free enough spirit that I say to him, honey, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm afraid for you. And he goes, it's okay, mom, you can be afraid. I'm not. Wow. <laughs> you know, Good job i mean that's confidence and i'm always saying that to oliver too that he's the only transgender uh kid in the high school that he has the courage to show up as who he is yeah and not have the shame to go along with it because when i was in high school i just wanted to fit in i wanted to blend in i didn't want to stand yeah. out but my child is bold enough to go to high school to say, I am Oliver and this is who I identify with. And he's not afraid to share with the other students and educate them on his thoughts and feelings. And I am just so proud of my child for being brave enough, having the courage to be who he wants to be. That, and it cannot be easy. And here's the thing. Kudos yeah. to you for giving him the environment to be who he needs to be without shaming him or condemning him because it could be so much different, Charity. 
oh my gosh, yes. But you're doing all of this beautiful inner work so that Oliver can safely go from being Olivia to Oliver. Yeah. So you're holding that space for him and allowing him to be that person. And, you know, I love that you're giving yourself permission to struggle through that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and you're, and you're owning that. You're not saying, mm -hmm. oh, I'm perfectly okay with it. I have zero issues. Oh my gosh. I'm not. It's so hard. Because it's, and, so hard. And it, it's okay. Yeah. 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 At the end of the day, I realized that Ollie is happy healthy is doing well on the mental health path it was in treatment for eight months last year and uses the skills takes his medication owns who he is what more can a parent want for their child right exactly and i really wish that i really wish that more parents would mm -hmm. step into their triggers about their child being something that they don't want them to be. Cause this is what you've done. You've struck into your triggers of this is what I expected. Mm -hmm. And you're completely different than what was expected. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. and I, I struggled with some of that myself growing up with, I'm not, I'm definitely not the person that my mother thought I was going to be. Yeah. Definitely not the person that my dad thought I was going to be. <laughs> You know, you, you raise yeah. this, this nice little Baptist girl. And the last yeah. thing you expect is for her to create a podcast called what the fuck spirit. <laughs> but you have the courage to be who you are. And that was a hard transformation. Like it was I, very I, hard. It was very hard, but it would have been easier mm -hmm. had my parents embraced that when I was 15. Yeah. Right. And so you're making this beautiful difference for Ollie mm -hmm. because you're embracing your own change. Yeah. Right. You see that, right. You see how yeah. this beautiful change in you is giving yeah. him that space. Yeah. 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 For sure. Not been an easy process. I, I grew up with four younger brothers. I always wanted a sister. And then I gave birth to this beautiful baby girl and my my sweet child came to me one day and said, Mom, you always wanted a daughter. And I she knows that. He knows that. I, you know, I dreamed of being a mother to a daughter. And um I I had this moment of realization when Ollie came to me in tears, just just sobbing, like, Mom, you always wanted a daughter. I'm not a daughter. I'm not a, I'm not a girl mom that I had to really come to a moment of realizing that, yeah, the dream of my daughter getting married in a big, white, beautiful wedding and all of the things were going to be different than what I had expected and wanted. But I was able to tell my child that it doesn't matter. If you're a boy, if you're a girl, however you identify, I love you and I accept you for who you are. And it's not what I imagined, but my child is happy, courageous to be who he is, and dares to be different in a world of people who want to be the same. And what more can I want? That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. 
you know, we talk about that even in circle. We talk about that in lots of different places of the world would be boring if everybody was the same. Yeah. Yet we still step into this competitive. Well, I want to be like this person or I want to, you know, I have to have all these same things, but it would be so boring. And what an amazing soul you are raising, allowing Ollie to be who Ollie needs to be at the same time. You're embracing your own uniqueness. You're embracing your amazing ability to raise this child and to recognize where your shadows lie, where your triggers lie. And, and I don't want to detract from, I feel like we kind of got it's okay sideways talking about mm-hmm. Ollie, but the thing is, is that because of your experience with Ollie, you've really set yourself up to be so helpful to so many other women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's talk yeah. about, let's talk about your practice. What, okay. what, um, what is a typical, and I don't know if there is such a thing. So I may be asking a very silly question. <laughs> what is a, what is a typical, if somebody wants to sign up and do a heart work journaling session with you, yeah. what, what does that look like? Well, that would look like first having a a conversation about where you're at now. I call them before and after sessions, where you are at now and where you want to be. And if I could help you get there and um, working on your thoughts and emotions and your actions and um, reframing the things, the obstacles that are getting in your way of accomplishing the goals. And being a daughter of a therapist and around all of this work in the past, um, I never really realized how, how much my own mind was getting in the way of me doing what I needed to do. Mm. I wanted to do my mind, my thoughts, my emotions of, oh, no, it's that person's fault. They're really just at fault for everything wrong in my life and really owning that. Oh, okay, uh, I'm in charge of my own thoughts and emotions. And the, the things that are happening in my life are really up to me. Like, of course, we can't control the world events and like the pandemic or terrible earthquakes that happen in the world and how tragic it is. But I could change my thoughts and my emotions around that. And therefore I am in charge of my destiny because what I'm thinking and what I'm feeling is going to manifest itself in the way I'm living my life. I love that. And you bring all of this into your heart work journaling sessions to help women to get through their own trauma and their own experiences. Yes. Yes. So um, it's been really exciting for me to help my clients to uh, own their thoughts and feelings and their life. And I had the opportunity work through everything as we wait for your connection what was that your connection went wonky again oh my gosh that's so crazy i'm so sorry don't apologize it's fine it'll correct itself eventually it's all good exactly so anyway it was really interesting to 
um, guide my client last week through a session of thoughts and feelings and outcomes in the in this person's life and really come to a place of empowerment of like I'm not at the mercy of everything else happening outside of me I am in control of me and wow what an amazing thing to see my client feel empowered to take control rather than feeling like a victim to the circumstances around her. Beautiful. That's beautiful. So if somebody wants to sign up for a heartwork journaling session, is it something that they do just one off? Is it a package that they buy? How does that work? Yeah, it's a package. And I, I do the Voxer coaching. Are you familiar with Voxer coaching? I'm not. Yeah, so it's really fun. I do three-month or six-month packages, and we do our sessions through the app Voxer, which is kind of like using um, Facebook Messenger, where you can voice message back and forth. So my clients will have access to me during business hours, Monday through Friday. So like when you're driving down the road and you have this random thought, you don't have to be like, oh my gosh. I got to remember what this is. No, you just talk into your phone and we have a conversation. So the, the Voxer app becomes our voice journal. And then my clients have a Google uh, Drive journal that we are able to track progress, thought, feelings, and emotions. And so it's really, really been fun to be able to connect with my clients Um through using Voxer coaching. I do do Zoom coaching also, but my preference is the Voxer coaching because you can be in any time zone and having your coaching sessions when you have those thoughts or when something pops up, you're able to to Voxer in and we are able to work through the things. So that's basically it in a nutshell. <laughs> so you just kind of go, you kind of go back and forth, right? It's not like it's live. It's here. I leave my thought process, and then you respond, yeah. and then they respond. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. It's it's really interesting, and I actually work with my own coach who is in Australia, and so it's really exciting to me to be able to offer that as um, an option for coaching because I work with busy women. And so getting on a Zoom call for a busy woman could feel like torture. And so being able to like quickly leave a message when you're out for a walk with your dog or at drop off with the kids or sneaking out of the house to leave a message, it really opens up a whole world of coaching that wasn't really available in the past. I love that. I think that's, I think it gives people a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. So what is, um, have you ever heard of Marco Polo? Yes. It's just like that. Okay. So does Voxer do it with video like Marco Polo does, or is it just voice? Um, well, you could do video, you could do video, but usually I like to do the voice memos and it's okay. nice because I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm in a session and there's like, oh my gosh, that I wish that I had written that one thing down that that person had said to me. 
but you're able to go back and review the voice messages and also have the opportunity to transcribe them if you choose, which is really nice because you're able to collect the coaching and reference it after the fact. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. We are, I can't believe this, but we're like coming to the end of our hour together. I can't believe how quick it has gone. That's what happens when we're together. It's um, so much fun. All day and night. (laughs) So what would you, if somebody wanted to get in contact with you and because they, Mm -hmm. they are completely thrilled, love all of us, want to do a heart work journaling session with you, how would they find you to sign up for an appointment? Um, Well, I do offer free um, before and after calls. So I would encourage you to either go to my Facebook business page, which Maria, you were so nice to put in the comments um, and send me a message. Or you can email me at charity at charitymurphy.com. And um, as soon as you send me a message, I'll send you a link to get you scheduled and we'll get you on your way. And don't forget to mention you heard it on the podcast. Let her know. Let her know where you heard about it. So if you want to get in touch with Charity, you can find her on her website, charitymurphy.com, which is under construction. Um, It'd probably be easier for you to reach her right now through facebook.com slash charitymurphybusiness. And um, we are, the link is in the comments, but the podcast later won't have those. So I want to be able to put that in the podcast so they can find that. And you can also send her an email at charity at charitymurphy.com. Yes. Is there, yes. are there any last things, any juicy tidbits that you would want to give before we close out today? Mm. Well, I would just want to say that sister, you are capable of so much more than you give yourself credit for that. If you, Give yourself the opportunity to learn and grow and come back home to who you are. The world is your oyster. You could do anything you put your mind to, and it really is up to you what you're putting in your mind, how you're feeling, that you can change anything in your life with this important beautiful work of heartwork journaling that I am so honored to get to guide people with. So I love that. I think that's absolutely beautiful charity because, you. you know, we forget as we grow up in this world, we forget that we really can change the world mm-hmm. because we've allowed other people's thoughts and emotions to become ours. They become their yeah. lie becomes our truth. And now we need to start sorting out what our truth is. It's really coming home. It is. It's coming home to yourself and discovering who you are as a person. So thank you so much, Charity, for being on with me today. I am so excited. I will get this prepared, get it up on the podcast. Thank you so much to everyone who popped in and out while we were on. Thank you, Charity, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, my sister. I absolutely love you and adore you. I am so glad that you agreed to do this with me today. I look forward to watching you blossom and grow. And if there's anything I can ever do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out. 
Likewise, I'm so proud of you for doing this amazing podcast and oh, putting it you. out there <laughs> in a way that only you could do it. And I just really oh, love you. And I'm you. so proud of you of all the things you're doing and accomplishing. You're changing so many lives. And I'm so honored to have you in my life and get to be your sister. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. I truly appreciate you. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Namaste. Bye. <laughs>